What is going on? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about kids and social media. Uh, we're going to be talking about how kids are being ran by social media and what we are to do as parents, as leaders, as godly influences on our children and what we're supposed to do. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What is going on? All right, so don't get me started. Uh, we're going to, you know, this this whole thing about social media, this is something that I've dealt with with my kids. Um, Kyler, it won't be too much longer before you have to deal with it with your kids. I hope not. And, you know, and trying to deal with the aspect of social media. So this this whole thing, this whole topic come from a Fox News article that I had found um, and was reading about them trying to raise the age limit on social media. So, you know, uh, kids being 13 years old and younger um, are too young. The, the Surgeon General himself said that... Uh, um, that he feels that, uh, let's see, quote, I personally, based on the data I've seen, believe that 13 is too early. And, um, it, you know, and this, as a parent, looking from um, watching my children use social media, be involved in social media, um, that with them constantly being influenced by social media, I can see where this this lied, you know, um, where this, this this plays a factor is what I should say, where, where this plays a factor. You know, and I kind of encountered some backlash when my children were old enough to to do social media. Uh, I remember them coming to me, you know, you know, dad, we, you know, can, can we get Facebook? Can we get Facebook? You know, of course, back then, I don't even know if Instagram was really a thing yet. Um, you know, but can we get Facebook? And I told him, I told him this, I said, you cannot get Facebook until you're, you're old enough that you don't have to lie about your age. And, uh, you know, of course the, the, the legal age right now is 13, you know, you have to be 13 years old and, you know, and I I told him, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm I'm like, I'm not going to lie for you. You're not going to lie about it. It's a sin. And we're not going, we're not going to, you're not ready for it yet. And of course, we had a little bit of backlash and, and different things like that. But um, I believe that we've reaped the consequences, you know, as far as investing eternally in in those decisions about about social media. Yeah. Well, think back. I mean, think back to MySpace. I mean, before Facebook, go back before. I mean, like I lied about my age when I started. I was like, everybody else is doing it, so it's fine to do. But then you look at it and you think of how many rises in cases we had of pedophiles and trafficking on on Facebook and MySpace and all the different places because it, it's super easy. And then we turn just that little white lie into this big white lie. And then all these people are messaging people. They're not supposed to be messaging. They're starting this influence. And it's just another avenue for people to the devil to creep in. I mean, even if it's a small white lie now, it's going to be a big lie later on and nobody's checking it. I mean, you just put that you're what born in 1989. You're good, whatever. Right. No, but I did. And that's where it all started. And, it was fine to lie then. So, you know what? I like, it's just a little white lie then and there. So that no, no, that's not how that works. No, absolutely not. 
you know, and if you're going to, if you're going to hold to a moral standard, then you have to hold to a moral standard. And if you, as a parent and as a leader, this is something that's very important. And I believe it's very important that, that a lot of parents do wrong, um, you know, is, you know, we want to, we want to hold our children and ourselves to a moral standard unless it's inconvenient, you know, well, you, you know, all the other kids are doing it. You know, my daughter, she comes home. I don't know. My youngest, she's, she's nine years old. She's getting ready to turn 10 this year. She's in fourth grade. She comes home often. I don't know. Once a week, once every other week. Dad, can I have a phone? No, you're not old enough for one yet. You, you're not ready for one. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, ah, I was like, my point exactly. You, you, you prove to, to me that you are not ready for a phone. But why do you need a phone? Like before you were 13, what are you possibly doing before 13 years old that you have to have a phone? I mean, 13 is like, that's junior high age. So then you're starting to get sports and, you know, band right. and all that kind of after school practices. But before you're 13, what are you doing? What yeah. are your parents needing you to go do that way? And I, that's what we do. We use cell phones and technology and Facebook and everything else to, you know, put in front of our kids to instill in them, you know, here, go do this while I can do other things. Right. But, Think about it. What What is your kid doing before the age of 13 that they need to be able to communicate with you? That's just taking some responsibility off of you of making sure what your kids are doing at all times. That's right. And so that's, here's, here's a phone. Tell me what you're going to do after school. I'm right. sorry. I want to know where my kids are at all the time, no matter what. That, yes. Care. And and it, it plays a major part. Um, it, you know, and so many people that, you know, they, they the peer pressure, even from other adults, you you know and, and this is this is a this is a real issue you know you you hear about you know like keeping up with the joneses you know type stuff you know and and all this uh, all, all that jazz you know it's, it's the same thing you know well you know so and so is letting their kids doing it and they're the cool kids they're the popular kids i don't want my kid to be left out you know i want them to be accepted i want them mm-hmm. to be a part you know so you know maybe maybe it's not going to hurt anything for them to have a phone or or it's not going to hurt anything for them to um, you know, have have social media. You know, m- my daughter, the nine year old, she has she has a tablet that she can use at home on our mm-hmm. Wi Fi in my house, and she has Kids Messenger. Okay, so what I like about Kids Messenger versus like Messenger or Facebook is I see every message. I can see every message. Mm-hmm. I can see every picture that was targeted, and I choose who she talks to. I shut it off at a certain time. I do you know everything. I can control every little bit about that and gives her a little bit of sense of freedom. You know, she can talk to her cousin. You know, I'll let her talk to her cousins. I let her talk to a, a select few of her friends. Um, some of them from church, you know, a couple of them from school or whatever kids that we know personally. I know, I, I know their parents or, or my wife knows their parents, it, you know, and so I can, I can control every bit of you know, every right. aspect of it. And, uh, and so many times, you know, that I think this is one of the biggest things that parents have issues with today is they want to be friends with their children. And we're not called to be friends with our children. It is our responsibility to raise godly men and women. Yes. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what the world thinks it looks like. It doesn't matter what... You know, and don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not talking about being so overbearing that your ch- your child, um, you know, is rebellious because you don't you just grasp a hold of him. 
But as they mature, you allow them to do more. You know, as as they grow, you can allow them to do more. Um, in this article, Senator Holiday is a is a big, um, uh, you, you know, a, a advocate for for this. He thinks that, um, you, you know, and he's here from Missouri. He's Republican from, from here from Missouri. Um, that he thinks that it should be sixteen. You know, and I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, especially when when we're seeing the effect of what the the mental health aspect of social media has done to our children. You know, people want to talk about um, uh, you, you know suicide. People want to talk about you know this whole transgenderism movement and stuff. You know, these algorithms that kids are seeing on things like TikTok. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, my oldest daughter, she's, she's 13 years old. She still doesn't have TikTok. Hmm. And, um, you, you know, it, it is what it is. I, and, and I'm not going to apologize for it. My job no. is to protect her at all moments. You know, my yes. job is to protect my children at all moments. And, and that means sometimes making the hard decision that they don't necessarily like. You know, but she's not ready. She's still vulnerable. You know, she she is she's still very vulnerable when it comes to other people's opinions, when it comes to other, you know, other aspects of she's still maturing. She's still growing. She's still trying to yes. figure what who she is. She's tr- still trying to figure out who she is. And social media doesn't need to tell her that. TikTok doesn't need to show her who she's supposed to be. That's my job. Yeah. Well, think about the ideology behind everything. You you can't drink till you're 21. You can't vote till you're 18. You can't smoke until you're at least 18. You can't do all these things because they say that it alters your brain chemistry. It alters all this extra stuff. And we want you to be more and more developed before we start allowing you to put this stuff in your body. That way it doesn't, we can make productive citizens. But our emotions do that exact same thing. And as they are looking online and they're seeing things that make them happy or make them sad, they're increasing different levels of hormones in their body. And studies have shown that those, those hormones that are in their body, they're consistently feeding into them. The more like depressed that you are, the more your levels go down. I, I want to say it's serotonin. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure this is serotonin levels. And then it alters your brain chemistry. And then it doesn't, it doesn't make for well-developed I don't want to say individuals, but well-developed citizens who are informed or whatever, because they're pretty much letting TikTok or social media or Facebook think for themselves because they can't anymore. It's almost like it's pulling them into a direction that they want them to go in, which is, I mean, that's what it's doing. But if we can't do those things, because it's going to alter the brain chemistry. Why, why would we not worry about the hormones that are altering the brain chemistry, which is leading into everything else that's happening nowadays? It's, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. If you're going to look at one thing, you need to look at the whole thing. But that's what happens is we don't look at the whole thing. We look at one little thing and we're like, nah, it can't be that. It's got to, we got to, you know, whatever fits the narrative at that time. That's right. Yeah. And you're absolutely right when it comes to the fact that they, they want this social media to, to affect our kids. Yeah. If you look at, you know, everybody talks about TikTok being a, uh, a, a China company, mm-hmm. you know, do you know that, that TikTok in China is completely different than the TikTok in America? Yes. 
Yes, I actually learned that this week. And, you know, the government has even talked about banning TikTok within the United States. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they talk about, um, you know, what is it? Um, warfare of the mind or, yep. you know, uh, mental warfare and stuff like that. So China has had per- intentionally set up TikTok different for them. If you look mm-hmm. at TikTok in China, it's all educational. It's all it all fits their edu- their their agenda. Yep. You know, it all fits. You know, when, then you come over to TikTok in in the United States, and it's mind numbing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and the goal behind this is that that it is mental warfare. Yes, you, you know they they want America in five years or ten years or fifteen years, whatever it is, to be so yes. dumb that they cannot critically think for themselves, and it makes them an easy target. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are allowing this stuff to happen to our kids because one of the biggest things that we don't want to do is we don't want to have to raise our kids. And and I know that sounds really mean. I know that sounds really aggressive, but we want our school to raise our kids. We want our school to educate our kids. We want the church to teach our kids about the Bible. And when they come home, we want to turn on the TV so they'll leave us alone. Oh, yeah. And this is not this is not the way God intended for it to be. This is not what, what we are called as parents, as leaders of our homes, are supposed to allow to happen. Mm-hmm. We're not. This is, this is not supposed to be the way that things go. It, when, when our children come home, you know, and I've talked about it before. Yeah. Or you know, my kids coming home and I feel like I have to re-educate them. Um, you, you yes, know, you do. Th- th- you do. You absolutely, you know, hey, what did you learn at school today? You know, I, I shouldn't say I, we as parents have the responsibility of teaching our children, you know, the way that, that is right. And if, if you have no other area, if you have no other way to, to educate your children, you know, cause now it's, it's law, you know, if you pull your mm-hmm. kids out of school, you know, unless you're homeschooling, you know, or something like that, yeah. you know, but that's a lot of times that's hard because it, mm-hmm. In today's society, both both parents have got to work most of the time, um, you know, and all that stuff. And so, if you if you don't have means for um, homeschooling or any kind of private sector, and most of the time, if if you have your kids private privately schooled, you still yeah. have to check. Yes, you know, but especially if they are they are in public schools, you should check what your chi- your child is learning mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Well, as a public school teacher, I mean, I've. I vouch for that because we have to teach what the state tells us to teach. We can't, we can't go from that because there's state testing that we have to follow. So whatever it says, and I teach, um, luckily I just get to teach earth science. So I don't have to worry about teaching evolution or any of that kind of stuff. We talk about like Pangea and the supercontinent and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't have to go in depth with it. But going back to what you're saying about parents being parents, you, you can't imagine how many phone calls I make and the parents, they, and I'm telling them about their kids behavior and all those stuff. And they're like, you know, I just don't know what to do. I can tell you what to do. Just be a parent. That's right. I've, they're like, I've tried everything. I have no nothing else that I can do. I want you to discipline your kid. Because right. your kid learned this behavior from somebody. Your kids are watching you. They are mm-hmm. watching your every single move. And they're like, I just don't know what else to do. And oftentimes, I mean, I say it more professional, but I'm like, listen, this is what you need to do. This, 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 and this. We need to set up this. And there's oftentimes as the teacher, I'm having to be the disciplinarian for the kid at school. And then I've got to tell the parents what to do at home. And it's, it, it's not the best 
it's it's I'm doing more jobs than I'm supposed to. And we as parents, you should be teaching them how to behave at home instead of sending them to the school and let the school do it for you. And I'm not saying that's every case, but a lot of the times it is. They want the the teachers end up being the role model, the disciplinary and the everything else that they're trying to be. And it's hard for us. We can't do all the jobs, but then we send them home and then everything that we do is undone. And it's got to start yes. at the home. Fathers yes. have to teach their kids what to do. Respect adults. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. You've got to teach them exactly what they need to do at home. And it's got to start there. And then it carries over into everything else. And that's where we're failing them because we're letting social media tell us. My wife was watching a uh, video. I think it was on TikTok. I don't know if it was on TikTok or not. But it was this man who showed up at this lady's house because she didn't know what to do with her eight-year-old kid. She was screaming. She had just told her she couldn't have something. And she was in her room screaming at the mom, telling that she's going to do this. She goes, I don't know what else to do. I'm at my wits end. And I'm like, you're the parent. You shouldn't have yeah. let it get to this situation. This happened eight years of you not doing anything. Yeah. And that's where we fall short is we think that if we're too aggressive with our kids, that something's going to happen and it's going to be wrong. And it's, it's not. As long as you are loving on them and you're trying to do the best that you can, you are fine. And as long as you are following what the Lord teaches in the Bible and you're not sitting there and you're not abusing them and all this other stuff, you're fine. You are teaching the ways that they're supposed to be. And oftentimes we forget that. That's right. Because social media has told us a different thing. Yes. And, you know, this era of social media, this era of, uh, of you know, whatever you want to call it, I guess social media, you know, of teaching our kids, you know, the the ins and outs of our our um, not not community of our, our culture. I'm sorry. So so the the social media culture that's teaching them ins and outs. You you know you you, you hear like new words all the time. You hear all this stuff. You know, but we have to understand that it is our job. You know, like you were saying yeah. that that we have got to we we have got to be the bad guy. Sometimes we cannot always be the good guy. Our job. What? Is to protect our children. I know. Yes. I know it's it's tough. I know it's tough. It, you know, but it is our job to protect our children, and uh, and so we're going to go into a break. And when we, when we come back, we're going to talk about the brain development and things of of children by the time they they turn thirteen. We'll see you right after this break. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 North Westwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.
This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by R.L. Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, so one of the, one, I think one of the biggest things that is the problem with this whole social media thing altogether is parents aren't even abiding by the rules. Hmm. You know, so they're they're allowing their children to have social media way before they're 13 years old. Right. And th- this is the problem, you know, because research shows that that when, you know, the brain development of these kids is during the, you know, let, let me reword that. That when they're using social media hmm. prior to the age of 13 years old. That the brain development is very impressionable, and it has a major effect on on what they do and how they how you you know their development as a kid, and it's very dangerous. And we have to understand that our children, and and I know we said this before, and our children are our number one ministry. They are, we are raising the next generation of leaders, of godly men and women, and we have to treat it as such. And it's not always, it's not always roses, it's not always fun, it's not always, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard, sometimes you have to make decisions that you really don't want to, sometimes you, you hate to see the, uh, you know, the factor, I, I tell you one thing that, that happened, um, my my son, he he might kick me for for telling for telling everybody this, but it I comes was, with the territory. He's going to deal with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. So this year was his senior year, and um, he had this big outing um, with the head coach, and he quit. He quit soccer, and um, and I told him, you know, and, and the. Part of it was, was really was the coach's fault. You know, it's a bad situation. Um, it, you know, and it, and it shouldn't, it should not have, it should not have happened. But I told, I told him, I said, look, you, you know, we end up having to go to the school and talk to the principal, you know, and all this stuff. And um, you know, he kind of mentioned, you know, about going back. I was like, no. I was like, I, I trust your your decision, mm-hmm. but you made a decision. You're gonna be a man about it. And I tell you what, that was one of the hardest decisions that I made because I it, it was a senior year. He, he wanted to play soccer, and I told him, "I'm like, dude, look, I'm like, it doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna look like a punk if you go back. Either you're gonna go back, and he's gonna play you, and you're gonna look like a punk because you quit to get your way, or 
you're going to go back on the team, and he's still not going to play you and make you look like a punk again. 50-50 shot. You, you know, and there's no win there. There's, there's no win. And that was, that was a tough decision. But as a parent, at that stage in his life, it's more important for me to teach him to be a man than it is to give him what he wants. Yep. You know, and I, I, did not, I did not enjoy that decision. I, did not enjoy, I don't enjoy telling my nine-year-old daughter every week that she cannot have a phone. She's not ready for a phone. You know, when all, she's like, everybody in my class has got a phone. I, do, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't enjoy that. Mm-mm. I don't enjoy that. You, you know, I understand that she, she feels like she may be a little bit different when all the other kids have got their phones out and she doesn't have one. Yes. I understand that. But as a parent, it's not about what she wants. It's not about how she feels around her other peers. It, you know, I mean, it does. Yes. I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it doesn't it, at all. But... It is, it is about teaching her the responsibility and looking after her as a young woman. Well, it's, it's shaping her ideas. I mean, you're, you're not only teaching them that once you make a decision, like that's the decision you need to stick with. It's teaching them to have a belief system. Because with social media, we, we change our beliefs in this article that I was reading. It, how Facebook's algorithm works is that it, it pretty much especially in kids under 13, I hate, hate to say that, but um, it shapes their interests. It shapes what they're doing. And you are setting a boundary. You are setting that standard that you are going to be the one that teaches them right. what is right and what is wrong. When we allow our children before, and when we say social media, that doesn't just mean Facebook. I mean, we're talking about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, mm-hmm. Google anymore because you can do anything on Google, but you are allowing their belief system to be changed in shapes based upon algorithms. Yes. And a lot of those algorithms can be paid for. Yes. I mean, people can pay for any type of advertisements to show up and like, oh, that's okay. Or all these different things. And that's what's shaping them. That's what, what, and you're teaching your kids right now at this point in time, because that's the most, they're impressionable when they're young. When they get out of the house and they're making their own rules, you only have, and you think about it, 18 years to make an impression on your kid for some. Because yes. I graduated and I was 17. So my parents only had 17 years. And then you think about their first three years, okay? So you've got three years that you've already taken from them because they don't, you don't start making any long-term memories usually until about the age of three. Mm-hmm. And then you start forming those. And so, so take those three years away. So you got 14 years, 15 years, depending on what age you graduate. So you've got 15 years to try to make an impression on your kid. And either you're going to fight social media or you're going to teach them the path that they should take because you're going to stand your ground. You're going to stand firm and you are going to choose my uh, mother-in-law now. So when me and my wife were dating, she helped set the standards for our relationship. She pulled me in her office because she worked at the school. She was over the AmeriCorps. This lady, she's scary. She is. Um, but she found out that we were dating. And so our <laughs> freshman year, my freshman year, and I hope she doesn't hate me for telling the story, but my freshman year, she pulled me into her car. And she handed me a bag of Hershey's kisses. And she said, these are the only kisses you're allowed to give my daughter. For right that's now, great. You, you can give her side hugs. And that's it. We could side hug. And that's all we could do. And you're talking to this 14-year-old boy. And I'm like, I can't. What? This, this right here? I'm like, what happens when I run out of this bag? <laughs> like, do we get to move up? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Like, what happens? 
And so, but each year I got to do more and I progressed, but she still stood firm in her faith. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what everybody else was doing. She set that limit. And then by senior year, I'm talking, I mean, this was four years later. We could do side hug. We could do the full on hug. I could do a kiss on the cheek. And then I finally got to kiss her senior year. <laughs> that, uh, I had to wait four years to kiss her. Oh, my God. By senior year. But she, it was made she worth me. It? Yeah. I mean, I married her now. So <laughs> I'm just saying. So from eighth grade year on, it slowly progressed. But she stood firm. She didn't mm-hmm. let anybody tell her any differently. It did not matter because she was teaching me to respect her daughter and respect the boundaries that she set forth. And social media, if you looked on social media, that would be absurd. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're setting standards for a relationship. We shouldn't set standards. We should let them, you know, experiment and, you know, figure out what work works best for them because there's not a one size fits all. No, she, she just taught me to have respect for another person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with social media and the danger, we are, it's breaking down our ability to think for ourselves. It's telling us how to think. It's telling us what to do. And it brings you us back to the point you made earlier that, you know, TikTok wasn't meant for the younger age group. That's right. what it was never meant for. It was meant to be for, you know, an older generation, you know, 18 plus, I think is what they said on one of the interviews I was watching. But in America, we want it to be a, everybody should be able to have it. We right. want everybody to have access to it because we're, you know, all about equity and everybody should have access to everything, which in some cases that's true. But when you're coming and you're shaping minds of mm. young kids, you don't need them to have access to everything. The That's parents right. are the access. And through them is how they're going to develop their belief systems. And yes. that's where we've kind of, we've, we've, I don't know, not hit the mark. We're below the bar. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you see when it comes to social media, these people understand that the enemy has a game plan. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about investing eternally last week and how Satan is investing eternally in our children. Um, you know, you look at at some of these schools that are that are implementing um social media education, media literacy education. Um you know, the let's see, uh who's this? Empowering children with skills that will will supersede new technologies and techniques and prepare them for the quickly evolving media landscape with which terms and service legislation and research cannot keep pace. You know, and the, here we are, we're, we're talking about, these people are talking about putting social media inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. And it's a very dangerous fine line. You know, I don't know if, it, you know, Kyle, you may, you may be too young to, to really remember this, but I remember when sex education was, was first really a thing um, whenever I was younger. We had it. Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I remember when, when they first wanted to introduce it to in, in a class. Oh, in a classroom? Yeah, and um, I remember my parents flipping their lid. Of course, now we look at the, the sex education, and don't even get me started. Don't even get me started there, because, I mean, it's basically showing kids pornography. Um, well, now we don't teach it. Oh, our school board, unless our school board ruled that unless the Butler County Health Department or a health department comes in and teaches the class, we don't teach it. That's good. So we don't, they don't even touch it anymore. That's good. That's real good. I'm glad. But now Butler County doesn't even come in and teach it, so nobody's teaching. Yeah. Half the time. Well, and, and we shouldn't. It should be apparent. And 
You know, yep. and this is the thing that's that's a parent's job. Yes. To to teach your child about sex education. You know, and the problem, you know, now we we revert right back to social media again. And our children, you know, you you flip through, you know, um anything. I was I was flipping through marketplace the other day looking for you know stuff. Anything, Just the yeah. ads in marketplace. And I was yeah. like, what? Why is this even on my feed? Like I have no idea. And um, and I was I was mind boggled, and I, I'm like, what? Why? What if my my child was on here? You know what I mean? Right. But you know what? What are my children seeing on? You know, Facebook. They're seeing whatever they want them to see. You know, and I'm like, what is what is going what is going on mm-hmm. here? And um, and you can't the it all social media revolves around sexualizing yes. people. I, I mean, really, I shouldn't just say social media because it's not. It's not just social media. It, it is our culture. Yes. Our culture is infatuated yep. with sexualizing people. Well, it goes back to the sex cells. I mean, that's what every, you look at anything, and that's what they've come down to. I was going through Bass Pro um, in Springfield, Missouri, and they have all, all of their like old catalogs and brochures and everything. And they got this big timeline museum upstairs. And one of the magazines on the very, very front was a picture of a guy. And then behind it was a topless girl. And I'm like, why is that on a fishing magazine? Right. Like, what's the whole purpose of this? Yeah. But it does. Sex sells and sex is what draws people in. And that's what they capitalize on. And it's something that they shouldn't because that's such a, it's an intimate, it's a, it's an intimate topic. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a, a whole I don't even know how to, how to put it, but God, God made it for a reason. He made it to be an intimate time between a man and a woman where they could be connected as one. Right. And we have made it to where it's no longer one-on-one. It's no longer a relationship. It's a whatever we can use it for. Yes. Yes. And, and I, and you'll probably hear this again. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, uh, Cooper stuff. And he was, he was talking with his daughter, Alex. And, um, and she is, she's in college now. Right. Yeah. And so she went to, she went to a couple of years of Bible college or whatever. Now she's going to this, this other college. And so he was, he was asking her, you know, about, Hey, you know, what, what are some things that, that you've encountered? You know, what are some things that, that, that you're seeing, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, she's, I guess she's uh she's an English major. Is what she yeah. said. And, um, th- they, they were in this, this class and the teacher asked, you, you know what? What's the definition of love, right? So it took, she said it took a while for this for this class to 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 really answer, but they come up with with their definition of love, right? Right, and uh, and so the next question that the 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 teacher asked was, well, if if adultery is done out of love, is it okay? And so you you see where an impressionable student, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're like. My entire world is, is shook, right. it, you know, and this is happening inside social media at a very young age. Yep. You know, my parents say that sex is bad. My parents say this. My parents say, you know, we should do this and we're supposed to do this. And then they're getting bombarded by social mm-hmm. media telling them that, that this is your parents are stupid. Yeah. You know, that you, you shouldn't really listen to them. And, mm-hmm. and even now you have. You you look at places like Cal. Well, I, I can't even say California and 
in New York anymore because you know even even in places even a girl which we've talked about this before a girl can go get an abortion from Missouri if she wants to travel to another state and not have to tell her parents. So now we've we've taken that uh, we've we've inserted that parents have no authority at all anymore. No, they don't have any authority. It's whatever. I'm not even going to get on that rant, but it's we. I hate to think and say this, but we've almost allowed it to happen. We've we almost allowed, allowed them to have whatever control they want to, because we we are slowly giving up control of everything. We are slowly just allowing the government and people, our lawmakers and legislation and everything else, whoever's got the loudest voice wins. Right. And we as Christians, we don't want to have the loudest voice. We we were, there was a guy that I was listening to the other day. He was like, you know, sometimes we as Christians, we just need to be silent. And we, we fight the battle in silent. I'm like, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Who, who is going to fight a battle silently? Yeah. I mean, like when did, I mean, there was back in the, I mean, we're talking like, years and years and hundreds of years ago they literally had a war cry yeah and they when they went into battle yes. they weren't silent they weren't going no. to try i mean yes they had tactical efforts it took them by surprise yada, yada yada but there's a time and a place for us to you know wait it out and god with discernment he's going to tell us when to do that but now is not the time to be silent on any of those measures no it's not and you you know silence allows evil to mm-hmm. to to take hold. and i'm going to be real honest with you the whole the whole reason that we America is in the shape that it's in now is because the men of the church have been silent for far too long. Yeah, we have set back, and we have you know, well, you know, kind of like um, the, you know, and I know that I go here all the time, but it, you know, the church pre Hitler in Germany, you know, yeah. well, we just want to preach the gospel. We don't want to rock any boats. We just want to preach the gospel. We just want people to to know, you know, that that Jesus loves them and all that stuff the whole time. While they're just sitting back and just doing their thing, evil's yeah. taking a taking a hold, and yeah. evil's just running rampant. And this is yes. what's happening in America too. Yes. And if we don't get a grasp on it, if we don't mm-hmm. get a grasp on our children, if we don't get a grasp on uh, on all this stuff, we we are going to lose the next generation. Yeah. But when did it become a bad thing to have morals and values and ethics and something that we stood up for? Yeah. That's Second Timothy says. You you know it talks about times like this. You know when. When people will call good evil and evil good, you exactly. know, and we are we are seeing we are yes. seeing this right now. Uh, we were seeing it t- take a hold like never before. You you know we we are absolutely seeing that that scripture being fulfilled right before our very eyes. Right. Well, maybe um, maybe you've got questions about y- your children's social media, or maybe you have questions about social media at at all. Um, maybe maybe you. Just want to talk. Maybe you just want to reach out. You know, get a hold of us. Real men, uh, uh, email us at realmen at palacepraise.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Here we are talking about social media. Um, (laughs) You know, but we're adults. Uh, And so you can reach out to us on there. We would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you. Um, Let us know what you think. Good, bad, ugly. You know, let us know what you think. If you like it, share it. Share it with other people. Um, if you know people who have children that are struggling with this, you know, send it to them. Uh, you know, and know that 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 even though some of the statements in here may have been harsh, we we love you, and we only want what's best for this next generation. And uh, 
hopefully you can learn if you're struggling you can find an avenue to you know to, to help you combat the social media outbreak against our children let's enter prayer holy spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be godly courageous men. Jesus name. Amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.